the Shoeless Podcast. This is episode 104. 104. It's a lot tougher to do these intros now that the numbers don't correspond to like a year. In, in the- yeah, you know, we can't do yeah our, our funny year references anymore. Like what was happening in 19? Yeah, well, well, yeah. So if we go to the year 104, I mean, I guess the Roman Empire was a thing. It was still pretty. I was still bumping. Um, Visceralist at gmail.com, Visceralist Instagram, Patreon, all that. I started listening to this podcast called The Flagrant Ones, which is which is really good. It's by uh, these two comedians who do another podcast called Hollywood Handbook. Hmm. Um, and plus this other comedian, this guy Carl Tart. So it's these three guys. And it's Patreon only, so you can only listen to it if you subscribe uh, with a $5 minimum. Um, but it's really good. They basically just talk about basketball and fuck around. Um, Interesting. It's really funny. And the thing with Patreon, too, is you can actually, like, so you do the $5 tier, but you have access to all the episodes. But they're, on, they're all available via MP3 downloads. So you can just download, you could pay the $5, download all of them, and then never pay again and actually there's this thing with patreon where they only charge at the first of the month so if you were to sign up in the middle of the month you could actually sign up download all the episodes and then cancel before you even get charged you get them for free that's a pro tip boom no way really mm-hmm. they must have caught that not advocating that <laughs> oh no like i <laughs> i mean unless they caught it in the last seven days uh, it's you know, look, it's it's imperfect, but I and I don't recommend doing that. This is it's really funny. Maybe I'll just send I'll send you some demo episodes. Okay, see if you can see if you want to do the five dollars. But uh, let's get right into this podcast's much beloved segment, trifling in NYC. Um, I understand you have a, a little sort of minor. A sniggly sort of uh, yeah, a minor one grocery store related. You know, people. Oh no! <laughs> That's quite a reaction. Uh, it's been a while since I've been in a grocery store. People not paying Get attention to the space and uh, oh. you know, just being spatially aware. Right. So I was I was in the grocery store and. I was in, uh, you know, one of your favorite sections, like the cooler section. So mm, I, I walked. <laughs> so this particular grocery store, I was by, I was hitting a corner, right? So if I'm if I'm facing straight, on my left was like the open coolers where like the meat is, that sort of stuff. But oh, um, right, yeah. And I was standing by that, but just past that, right, just past the end of that, I'm like probably two feet away, starts the the refrigerators, like the closed ones, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then there's probably room for one refrigerator, and then you have to turn right. And so there was a guy straight ahead of me, uh, an employee, he was stocking that freezer, and it was ice cream. And I was curious about it. I was like, ooh, what kind of sales? You know, I like the sales on the little pints. They had... <laughs> 
see someone stocking, just assume there's a sale? No, but I was trying to, because he was stocking ice cream, but I got to check all the ice creams, right? So, right. and then I saw the yellow sale sign on his that he was stocking. So I was trying to see what it was. And it was the Honkin Doss two for seven, which is a pretty good deal. So I was like, maybe I'll get yeah. two of those for seven dollars. But, and, <laughs> and then, so you make the turn, but on the right hand side, as you're turning, it's not just like an empty use of space. I guess they're trying to maximize all the space. So that's another freezer there, right? What, just from ad hoc? freezer yeah before you even like make the turn and it opens up into the aisle like towards it opens like someone could stand there and open it and block me from turning so i've got that guy in that corner in front of me and then this guy on the ground he's real low for some reason stuck in that freezer and then there was a man standing like floating around on the phone talking about oh what, what kind of ice cream you like oh because i'm right here right now well i don't know which one's on sale you like the hug and us he was being annoying <laughs> wait he so was, was asking about the sales too i is that is that i i heard you slip in there i don't i don't know what's on sale not everyone cares about these sales so much <laughs> he was worried about the sales yeah okay. um but he was talking to someone on the phone and he wasn't paying attention, right? Mm. So he was like skirting in between. I'm just trying to make this this turn. I've already he was skirting in between. He was. Yeah. He was. Dang, you made me say it. You put it in. <laughs> in incepted me. <laughs> oh no! Skirted in between. <laughs> oh gosh! So I'm I'm trying to make this turn. But he, there's only space for one person to slide through the coolers. Plus, the two guys have the coolers open, and they're stocking them. Like, oof, you guys could have chosen this better, but whatever, you're here. So that guy, he goes, he starts to go through, and then he stops like right in the middle of them. So now there's like four of us in like four square feet. It's way too close together right now. Gosh. So then I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And he's not reacting. He's completely oblivious. Wait, Just which, which guy is not reacting? Phone man, the ice okay. cream, the ice cream phone call. So he's just like focused on this ice cream call. So he's, and I literally got like whispered into his ear, excuse me. But maybe he thought I was talking what? to somebody else. I had to, I had to get close like that. Huh? You should have called. You should have called him, and he's like, so "Hold then, on, get another call." But then, <laughs> hold I, on, honey. I, I pushed. We him. gotta get back to this. What you pushed? What? <laughs> I know, only hold on. A gently, a gentle touch oh in the back. <laughs> because I was trying to get by, and then he back, he backed up into me, so I had to put my hand out to stop him from continuing to back up, and I had my hand there it hit it's on his back and i say excuse me again and he doesn't react to either one the touch or the or the excuse me Damn. so then i just have to like he must, really, he must really be in love with this person he's talking about he can't can't even feel any anything else once he's in the aura of this this I know. Completely, like I've woman never seen uh, who, who knows with that type of focus before that's, like, that's true love unaware of everything else around them okay so, like and that was so, it. And then I was just irritated. He didn't react because he was too in love. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that is annoying. That That's the... Okay, so that's the most confusing part because it seems like, you know... Yeah, I, I do get getting right in his ear like, excuse me, just getting close. All right, he's on the phone. That makes sense. And then push... Like, bumping, pushing a little bit. I've done that. Usually when... um. Uh, 
if I'm at like a like a concert concert. Oh, remember being at a concert? Oh man! Uh, and I'm just trying to get by to you know get to the bar or get to the restroom or something. Yeah, you sort of like tap right. somebody. Right, Yeah, it's usually not an issue, huh? Yeah, that was annoying. But it also this whole grocery uh, ordeal made me think about something. I guess it hasn't happened as much, but like. How do you feel about like touching things in the grocery store now and putting them back or seeing someone touch and put back? You know, now I feel like if I touch it, I have to take it. And I like if I want to put it back, I'm like looking around to see if anyone's around me. And before I put it back, something else <laughs> didn't see me touch it I, and not take it. I will say in the uh, early stages of um, this corona impacting New York, I, I've been reading a lot of the New York City Reddit page. Which always sort of upsets me, but they're, they are good about like new, just news, like up to the minute, up to the second news, um, a little, a little bit better than, than, you know, mainstream news sources in New York. Not that they're bad, but in any case, that was a big thing initially that people were talking about is like, I just saw someone in the grocery store touching, looking at different, uh, pieces of fruit that that's where it came up. And then I think, I think actually ice cream as well. Um, you know, uh, the virus can live on, you know, packaging, card, cardboard, and plastic for uh, a substantial amount of time, but not forever. So uh, it's not a concern now. Although, you know, as you say that, I wasn't in, in the market looking like with fruit. Like, I, I you know, I got to make sure I get a good piece of fruit. Yeah, it's not all like decrepit and moldy <laughs> and bust, broke down and bombed out and depleted. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, so I'm putting some back. I'm not looking around to see if anyone, like, it feels like we're sort of past that, at least in New York. You know, there should be some benefit that we get from being good about, you know, we have it roughly under control. I mean, not under control, but at least as far as the U.S. goes, we're, I think New York State is doing the best. Yeah, we, we are doing very well. So... Touch that fruit. Just don't like take a bite out of it and be like, "Oh, no!" You see that? Com- was it kumquats? I guess I don't like kumquats. Mm-mm, that was never acceptable. Never something I like like those people that would be in the grocery store, like taking grapes and eating them in the store. You seen those people before? Like, oh yeah. I was like, "What are you? What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can see, like, you can see what time it is with the grape. <laughs> Right. Like, mm, Got to taste this. Let's see. Blueberries. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, can you turn your laptop volume down just a tad? I think I can hear in, in your, just 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 a tad. Anyway. Um, well, my trifling NBC also involves uh, the freezer case uh, in a market. Although this one just a bodega. This uh, is at my local bodega my, my favorite one actually so you know these guys do guys that run it do do a lot of good work um they have a lot of it's a i would say it's a vaguely upscale bodega okay you know as these things go um and so they have a lot of interesting stuff that you wouldn't see at a regular bodega like they're the different selection of chips um like it's not just lays and stuff. They have stuff from fucking France and and you know oh. Peru. Uh, hmm. 
yeah, there's all kinds of good stuff in there. Um, but I've recently developed this obsession with, uh, I guess they're, they're called frozen pops, which I don't like, it feels childish to call something a pop, but I don't know what else to call it. It's like a frozen treat on a stick. Um, I'm going to call it pops, even though I don't like it for the purpose of the story. Uh, it's by this company called Chloe's, which is New York based. Uh, they actually have a brick and mortar store uh, on 17th street, but they make these pops that are like fresh fruit. Like their, their packaging says it's just fruit and water and, sh- and a little sugar, actually quite a bit of sugar that they add to it. Uh, but they're really good, like fresh fruit, frozen pops. And um, they have like 10 different flavors. I'm partial to the blueberry. So over the past three or four months, I've been going in there. I've been going in there and getting a box of these probably once every two or three days. Um, and I, there's four in a box and I, like I can eat, I think just yesterday I had three of them, three blueberry ones. Like Dang. they're, they're amazing. They're amazing. That's it's way too much sugar to like one pop is I believe 25% of your sugar content for the day. It's a lot. So anyway, I was going in there. So, you know, these guys see me, I'm there all the time. And so the guy at the register, um, he's like, Oh, we have these new pops. They're called dream pops and they're from Los Angeles and they're supposed to be really good. And they come in individual. So they sell them in two different forms. You can get it. Yeah. You can get an individual one in in just a single wrap, or you can get a, a, like a, they come in a bag, like a bag of four of them. And he's like, oh, you might like these. Here, I'll try one for free. Oh, look at that. Um, Great salesmanship there. Yeah, it was excellent. So he's like, just, yeah, grab one for whatever whatever flavor you want. They have like four different flavors. So I got the red berry one. Um, and then if you like it, you know, come red back. Berry? It's called like mixed berry or something. It is red. <laughs> so... I tried it. It is actually good. And as I'm looking at the nutrition facts, it, it has substantially lower um, sugar content. Like if if the Chloe's is 20, say 20 or 25 percent, the Dream Pop is like 4 percent. Um, it is smaller, but um, and I think it might be like sort of like it's a little creamier. So maybe yogurt based or, or something. But anyway, yeah, it, was good. it does say plant based. Yeah, vegan. So, yeah. Uh, okay. dairy free. Yeah, it's vegan. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So I guess not yogurt based, but it, it sort of has that texture. Um, they're really good too. And so I go back maybe you know a week later, and I'm like, and there's a different guy working the register, and I'm like, okay, yeah, let me get a bag of these instead of my usual Chloe's. And I go up to the register, and this and this does happen there sometimes, where I feel like they just make up a price. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know <laughs> this, where it's like bodega pricing, depending on who's working, their mood, <laughs> who's the customer. <laughs> exactly. And so you know, I'm a regular there. They all know me. All of the guys who happen to be working there, and I mean, I say know me, like they they see me all the time, so they know I'm a regular. So I'm supposed to. So anyway. The guy, different guy, he looks at the bed. And that's the thing is they have some barcodes in their system. The price comes up because they have a scanner. Um, 
some, but the new, I guess the new stuff doesn't come up because it's not entered in their system, whatever. So the bag of dream pops is not entered in the system. So, so he looks over at some other guy. He's like, how much are these? And then they just, he just like, he's like $10 and he types <laughs> it $9.99 for four of them. Mm. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> because Chloe's for reference, a box of four is six dollars so i'm expecting it to be around there and i'm be. like what ten dollars and he's like oh yeah well they're from la so yeah he's like oh yeah we get these from la so that's why they're so expensive and i'm like well i'm not paying ten dollars for these and so he's like, all right. So I go put him back. And then like a week after that, I go back and I get my usual Chloe's. And it's the it's the first guy who was telling me about them, gave me the free one. And he's like, oh, did, what did you think about the Dream Pop? And I'm like, yeah, it was really good. But, uh, you know, $10 for four? Like, that, that's pretty pricey. And he's like, whoa, 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 no, 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 not, not $10, $6. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he, like, dude, dude, I was here before. He's like, rang it out as ten dollars. He's like, oh, no, no, that was. Um... <laughs> he's like, he's like, he said like, he's like, that was the intro price because again, he's like, because they're from LA, it's a little bit more expensive. But now they're down to six because we've had them for a while. <laughs> I'm like. None of that makes any sense. Like you guys have stuff. I'm not even. Like, they have shit from South Africa. They have South African beef jerky. Like the shit where it's from LA. Like it's supposed to be it's like supposed to mean something. <laughs> to like no, no, yeah. no, no, this is this is the LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, this is the 808 state. Um, I really hope that's the area code. There. No, it's I, not. I I'm not gonna. It's 818. Then I'm pretty sure. Mm. No, three one zero. I know it's three. I know three one zero. I do know that. Yeah, that's true. Three one zero is something. Yeah. All right. Well, I think eight one eight is too. But uh, so anyway, I'm like, I'm like, all right. Well, I guess next time because all right, I'm like, I'm getting my Chloe's. So I go back a week after that. I grab. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go these dream bobs. They better be in the system go ring them up of course they're not in the system and it's a different dude third dude and he rings it up at 7.99 and i'm like mm, better but not the price it's supposed to be yeah um i'm like yo i thought these were six dollars and he uh oh, turn your laptop down a little bit again if you can it's weird i'm hearing a weird echo the volume okay just <clears throat> yeah, I think it's coming through like I can hear it through your headset. But anyway, um uh yeah, seven ninety nine. I'm like, yo, these are supposed to be six dollars. And he's like, Oh, oh, okay, yeah. And I think I think he Oh, and he just switched like, it up? He just switched it. He's like, Oh yeah. And he's yeah. like, Okay, sure. I, and I but I think he said, Okay, for you six dollars. Oh. Like I'm like, what is the deal with the price? I mean, look, I have seen the price discrepancy with uh you know, I've been getting omelets there lately, and sometimes it's five fifty, sometimes it's eight dollars. Like, 
Um, I don't know what's whoa, going whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's quite a swing. 550 to $8 for the same thing? Yeah. And, like, I think the day it was 8 I just I was just tired, and I didn't want to bother arguing it. And I really wanted it, so I just I paid it. But, yeah, it's it, like you were saying before. It is, like, who's working there, who the customer is, what their mood is. Like, I've seen rain, just the, the sandwiches I get, like, sometimes they're $7, sometimes, like, it varies between 7 and $9. <sighs> Do you? Yeah, so, can, what do you do when I you encounter that? Like, do I you deal with that? Do you? You must have a go-to bodega. Like, are they fucking with you like that? Uh, I don't, because of experiences like that. If I go, don't, it's usually what? just water. But you know, like, <clears throat> with oh, the so water, you're not even going to bodega? No, not, what? not so much. Because huh. of things like that, I, I go in if I just like want to water or something if there's something i know what the price should be and what i'm gonna pay like you know like the the 16 ounce water that's a a dollar yeah i'm paying you a dollar don't try (laughs) 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 this is what you're getting man like here you go oh i know some places they'll try to do that dollar 25 on you oh yeah Mm. Mm -mm. Um, but I generally don't. I honestly, I don't really like bodegas that much. They have a tendency to have a weird smell. They're like dusty. <laughs> um, they are I dusty. like the bodega cats. I'll tell you that. I uh, see, cat. I don't like those. Oh, I don't see too many of them around around me. I think that's more of a Brooklyn and like uptown thing. Um, in the cats? No, no. I mean, like having a cat there makes it seem more grimy in a way. Now I'm thinking. They, now I'm thinking about mice and mice they, dropping. Like, really need the pest control. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like might as well have an exterminator in the corner just with this spray, just going through there. Yeah. Have like a sprinkler know. system of like I don't know. So yeah, all right. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm the Dream Pops. They're not. That's well, okay. The, you know, them being from LA, I don't know if if the thing is like there's some kind of sort of super freezer plane that they have to get them over here. Um, that is impacting the price. But I, it's all at this point. It's like I don't even want to deal with this bullshit. It is frustrating, and I, and I like Chloe's. Like, I'm not. I'll, I'll probably get tired of Chloe's at some point soon because I'm. I am burning through them pretty quickly. But I do like um, the uh, the shape of those dream ones. Yeah, they had. They do have an interesting design because it's sort of like di- They're like, it's weird. It's like diamond shape. It's like three square inch diamonds on top of each other on a stick. It's hard to describe, but people can look it up. Um, they are really good, um, but not not you know two fifty each. Good, dollar uh. fifty each. Um, but let's move on to our our main event for for this episode. Um, now this this come this is a new segment. You know, we we sometimes will demo segments. Some of them catch on, like our Had That Been Me segment, our Zombie Escape Plan segment. Some of them don't catch on. I'm reminded of um, 
I forget. We did the segment in like episode 10 or, or 12 where I was like, <laughs> I was like, um, it's like a reminiscing about nice stuff <laughs> segment. <laughs> it was really lame. I'm sure you don't even remember nice it. Nice stuff. It was, yeah, it was like reminiscing about something nice from your childhood. Oh, man. <laughs> it's probably better that we don't. Listeners, don't go back and listen to any. Don't try to find this. Um, <laughs> it, it was really, it was cringe. That That's that's the, the best description for it. Anyway, we're trying out a new segment. This will not be cringe. This will be pretty good, I think. Um, and the name for it is If I Had a Million Dollars. Okay, now I've stolen that from a song title, that from a song I don't like. So maybe we're not on to a good, good start. We're going to have to change the name. But it's partially inspired by two things. One, I've been rewatching Succession, uh, season one, and uh, I'm like, as listeners will know, this is a very partisan towards Succession podcast. We review. We were one of the first to review the first season. Um, I do think we we deserve credit for that. Um, and the second season we we did as well. And actually, some some those are some of our episodes where we've gotten the most the most. Uh, listens like our succession review ones in fact our highest one our highest listens is uh it's actually not the season finale for season two it's the episode before that where uh-huh. i don't know people are coming in droves but anyway uh i did actually hear that uh, just yesterday that they are planning to shoot season three they want to start shooting season three before the end of this year it seems like they're looking at december uh, which I guess would mean we would get the season probably late 2021. But they are definitely doing a season three, which is great. Yeah. So anyway, this the segment inspired by that. But also, uh, I ha- happened to be watching a clip online from a concert, uh, a concert footage from YouTube of this artist, Girl Talk, uh, who's sort of the mashup DJ type dude, but is known for having a lot of people up on stage with him while he's DJing, just random fans kind of bouncing around and stuff. Um, you and I have, have actually gone to see Girl Talk uh, live in a park in Brooklyn during the day. Yeah, I do um, remember. Oof, it was hot, day. It was really hot. Um, seeing a show like that in the day is probably not the best because – it's one of the things like, you know, going to see a DJ perform, you know, people can say what they want about it. I do enjoy it, but it like there, I like a, a good amount of spectacle along with it. So I kind of like seeing the people on stage kind of grooving around a good light show is important for that too. And doing it during the day isn't, isn't so great. Anyway, this is a, this footage, uh, actually good quality, good quality audio, good quality video is professionally shot. Um, and it's from the Primavera Fest uh, in New York in 2017. Um, but I was, but as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, like, how do these people, the people who are on stage behind them, and it's probably like you know 20 or so, maybe 20, 25 people. How do they get up there? Because presumably it's you know friends and family who have backstage passes, but right, it might That's also be people who paid, you know, just paid to, to get on. To just to get backstage and, and dance around next to him. And so on that, I'm thinking like, man, you go to like, 
what are they paying? Like 500, probably maybe $500 to do that. And that seemed like such an extravagant expense to me that I'm like, how do these people justify it to themselves in their head? And so that's what this segment is about, is taking ridiculous expenses and trying to think it through to come up with some sort of rational justification for it, for better or worse. And, you know, look, we I have my thoughts on uh, e- extreme wealth. I might call it obscene wealth. I'm going to put that aside for now, for this segment, and just really sort of try to think it through in some sort of rational way. So I'll, I have five different expenses here, and then we'll just go through one by one. Then we could start with this girl talk thing, the girl talk show. I, I don't know. I can start. Do you, or did you have thoughts um, on this? I, you know what? I th- I think that's not that bad. Like, say it's five hundred dollars. You don't think it's that bad? I, I mean, for if I had the money for me, that's not something that I would want to spend five hundred dollars on. However, like if I, I would definitely, um, I would buy it as a gift for someone. If I knew they were like really into girl talk, like if we're going mm. to the show, then I'd be like, guess what? And like you're like leading them back and like, oh yeah, you gotta go, you can go up on stage. It's like, wah! Um, that would be a nice gift. Real excited about it. Um, right. For myself, like, I, I guess if I was really into, into girl talk, like maybe $500, like, I, I don't know, but you've seen like these huge. Like all of these like new VIP packages for those different festivals and whatnot, right. all the stuff you get, um, and you know they come up to pretty high prices for some of these Coachella packages. So I could see if this was maybe like some kind of like a package deal for a concert. Like you have your entry, you get to go on stage, maybe you get to like meet girl talks. Hey briefly before it goes on or something and you have like Mm. some like private area where you can hang out and don't have to you know interact with the regular people that just have (laughs) that just have a ticket (laughs) okay kendall (laughs) uh yeah that one's that one's not that bad to me i i wouldn't like i wouldn't want to spend five hundred dollars on that i don't think there's any performing artist that i would want to be on the stage badly enough to spend five hundred dollars on but if you did that would you be be dancing around like that like the kids are you'd have to be yeah yeah that's another thing is like because well okay so the show is like an hour and a half like you think you could dance for an hour and a half straight Hell no. But that's why part of the <laughs> part of the package would be like that area to the you know, to the left or right of the stage. You could go sit down, have a drink. You know, you know it would put it over the top if you had like some kind of like set aside bathroom. Then it would be like Oof. Oh shit. Oh I remember <laughs> that. Oh yeah. Yeah, especially like at this like this big festival is like I'm trying I don't think I've ever been to a music festival, which is weird. Like I mean, considering my interest in music, <laughs> to, to put it to put it mildly, um, uh, you know that's counterbalanced against just my general, you know, anxiety and annoyance with big crowds and uh, which which you know about, but. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're saying 
the, it, it'd have to be part of a package with, with significant am- amenities that might put, I mean, having that private bath, like I was looking at these, this clip and like, imagine I'm like, yeah. And like, you know, Glastonbury is, is a festival, big British music festival that, um, I've watched a lot of clips from over the years. Um, I'm like, if you're up front, like, yeah. What if you have to go to the bathroom? Do you think people just go? Yeah, I bet they just go. Great question. <laughs> I don't know what people do when it's bathroom time at those places. Like the outdoor ones, sure. I know they have like porta potties and all types of like you know portable restrooms, but that's not great. And if no. you know if you got to go number two, oh, it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So for you, the minute. So I I took a different tack trying to justify this. And I had, okay, so I had three different justifications for this. First one is, so this guy is known for, and this is something I've, I've always wondered with him, because he's known for doing mashups, like, but like a re- in a really intense way. Like, so he'll do, he'll layer like four different songs on top of each other at the same time, but in a way that makes sense. Like, he's really good at this. Um, but he releases them. Sometimes for free, sometimes for name your own price. And I'm like, dude, you could be sued. Like, I, I happen to have, for various reasons, a, a knowledge base on, on music licensing. Um, I'm like, if these people who control these songs want to go after you, you'd be, you could be, like, they would take everything. <laughs> Any amount of money you made from this, they would find it and they'd take it from you if they wanted to. But I, I don't assume, I don't know if this has happened. I don't know. It's not really any of my business, but... My thing is like, okay, let me support Girl Talk for his legal legal expenses. That's maybe how I could just oh, okay. helping this guy right. out. I'm paying this high price. Presumably, he's going to get a, a significant cut of it. Um, that could help his legal fees because I do like his work, and I I would like him. I'd like him to put out another album. His last album proper came out in 2010, I believe. Um, and he was actually going to be doing some shows. I think around now. That obviously got canceled, but um, so that's one. Uh, two, uh, second way of justifying it is bringing it's like bringing up a banner on stage that has some sort of social justice message <laughs> that I can okay. hold up right. to sort of advocate to the kids, you know, like Black Lives Matter or you know. I don't know. Save the whales, or 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 something. Maybe not save the whales. I think. Or, I think or if you had the, just like a visceralist you know, podcast something about carbon, poster, carbon emissions. <laughs> yeah, listen to visceralist. That, that you know, that's I don't know about social justice, but so, social, sort of. <laughs> um, but so yeah, some sort of message that I could advocate for. Yeah, I mean, promoting the podcast—that's not a bad idea. Um. And that might even be worth like the uh, just have that as a marketing budget, budget, you know, as a line item. Um, so there's that, and then the third one was uh, just to get some exercise. <laughs> I mean, dancing for an hour and a half—that is uh, good cardio. I mean, uh-huh. now probably I don't know. I don't know what a gym membership costs because. You know, the exercise that I do involves, well, these days it involves walking. I used to, I used to jog a little bit more um, and play play tennis and basketball. But 
you know, maybe not so much anymore. But re- regardless, um, yeah, this this one actually was sort of harder for me to justify because I ha- I mean, the most I've paid for a ticket, I think it was actually when you and I went to see um, uh, the Watch the Throne tour uh, oh, yeah. with Jay-Z and Kanye. And I think those tickets were $100 each for for so. no, for nosebleeds um yeah that but was... it, it was a great show still my favorite show I've, I've ever been to um although i would see blur at madison square garden that one was pretty great too but that would have been like you know 70 dollars or so so yeah it's, it's hard for me generally to justify paying more than 50 dollars for a concert these days um so 500 is ugh. Yeah, five hundred. I, I don't know. What do you think that's, about my that's a tough one? What do you think about my my rationales? Like the banner, the legal fees. What What are your thoughts? Just the legal it. fees. I mean, that's that's nice of you, I guess. But I feel <laughs> like he's got that built in somewhere, maybe. Okay. Um. the The banner is pretty cool, but they might have some kind of policy against that. Yeah. I, like, could see I don't know that. how long you'd be able to to pull that off. You get like a minute, maybe, before one of those big beefcakes snatches you. I mean, off the stage. yeah, it's weird because like I don't know any other DJ that allows fans to to be up like that. Like I actually, okay, so, uh, I forgot. I saw him at Terminal Five. Um, oh, okay, this is probably back in like 2011 or 2012, maybe. Um, and yeah, again, like he has people like just it's it's a weird site because they're they're it's he, he has a table and then a laptop set up that the laptop corresponds to the sound system obviously and it's just him sort of hunched over his laptop and just people dancing all like right up on him too like he doesn't seem to mind them being like right next to him bumping him every now and then um, so I don't think that he, there's a big concern. Like he, I would imagine he tells security, like, let, let the, let the people do what they want because if they're bumping him and shit, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, it actually, that could be pretty disruptive for the show if he's getting bumped around. I, you know, it's, I think it's built in. I think he likes it. Just like uh Roman with the, that, that game of playing a dog, you know, in the dog cage. He's like, <sighs> You asked us to. You asked us to put you in the dog cage. Okay, <laughs> I just watched that episode. Anyway, um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Um, and this this one's a little bit more controversial. This is this this expense revolves around the concept of bottle service in a club. Uh, this is a thing they do in, I guess, most cities and most most club most cities that have a nightclub. Well, I mean, why not offer this if people do it? But essentially. Bottle service means you pay in the vicinity of, I'd say, $700 to 1000 maybe between $700 and $1,500. And what that gets you is a sort of roped-off table in the VIP area. Not always, um, but usually. Uh, and you get a bottle of vodka <laughs> that, or vodka or, or some sort of hard liquor that would cost you probably 70 to 50 to 70 dollars in a, in a liquor store uh for you for paying a thousand dollars you get the privilege of a table and a bottle uh and some glasses and maybe maybe a mixer to go with it 
Yeah, you get that that nasty like fountain cranberry juice and orange juice, whatever. Yep, yep, straight out of Ugh. a spigot. Yeah. Um, and look, you know, if if they can get people to pay for it, uh, you know, I guess more power to them. I would. I don't think I've ever done it. Have you ever actually participated in this? I have participated. I never paid for it. Oh, how did that? How did that happen? You just run um, up on on some random person's bottle service, like, "Yo, that's me, Joey Jojo." You know, where's Derek? Is Derek here yet? Oh no, when Derek. Get, Derek gets here. He could vouch for me. No, no, I'm here. Let me just get my sip. My sip, sip. Is that no, Derek is, knows me? Derek knows. <laughs> Uh, all just like it was a long time ago, you know. I had friends that were into that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and a promoter friend, you know him. He used right. to do that yeah. sort of thing. So like he'd be out, and then be like, oh yeah, you can come to the table or whatever. So was it at all enjoyable? Did you like it? It's okay. It, I mean, it really depends who's there. But it is just a like a bottle of regular liquor that, that you could get in a store. I mean, yeah, I think it's sometimes nothing, it's, 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 the, bi- it's the really big bottle. Mm-mm. Sometimes. Oh, it's not. I mean, I'm sure you can get the really big bottle, but it's that regular size bottle that they're like yeah. $500. And you're like, oh, okay then. This is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking about how to justify this and I came up with two sort of justificate rationalizations. The first one is supporting the servers um, that work there. Um, now, I assume, I hope, I hope that the people, the, the servers who bring you the stuff and sort of keep an eye on you, etc., I, I assume they get either a, a, substa- a substantial tip from that or a cut of the, you know, the inflated price. Um, and, you know, it, that's a, that's a tough job. Um, so I, you know, I try to, I try, I always try to tip really well, uh, you know, as I can, um, just just in you know restaurants or bars or whatever. Um, you know, working at a nightclub is you know similar to a bar, but it's different. I, I assume there's a lot of harassment from customers. That, oh yeah, because crazy. usually the servers for this are, are young women, um, and uh, yeah, so. If they can be well compensated for for their efforts, I would try to do that. Okay, so that's one justification. The other one is um, now usually with the bottle service, um, a group of people will, will can chip in together to get this. And so the other justification would be if you have to be at this club, just skipping the line, so you don't have to wait in line for the nightclub. I and I am ho- I, I'm assuming that people who order bottle service can skip the line. I don't know that to be a fact in all cases, but I'm assuming it does. So that's, that's just a level of convenience similar to um, what you, what you were mentioning with the uh, $500 girl talk ticket, you know, yeah. just having access to certain amenities. I mean, for me going to a club, I, I used, you know, I used to go to clubs a long time ago. I never really liked it. Um, I do kind of like dancing to good music to a degree, but I never really liked those environments that much. Um, so I would go if, if friends were, were there, but, um, I, yeah, like being sort of isolated from other people, like if I'm going to dance, 
would dance with my friends a little bit. I don't want to just dance with my friends. I like to sort of meet people on the dance dance floor. True. You know? That that's true. However, I will say it is depending on the setup of the club and where your table is, it's kind of nice in that um you can mingle with the other people with tables. Um how how uh, the area is set up potentially. But it also can provide that sort of like respite it's not like you're stuck there like you can go out on the floor and i'm like all right i've had enough of everybody bumping into me let me go back to my like private area and chill out here and then i can go Mm. back if i want yeah um well i don't know what do you think did you come up with any just particular justifications for the bottle service um well i would say the justifications are I, i don't really into the tipping one but the the skipping of the line and getting in basically it's like a fa- like one of those amusement park fast passes uh, oh yeah <laughs> just say like <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna buy a bottle they're like all right come on in I'm like i'm gonna get a table pay for the table um and it also the other justification i guess if you're like if you know that you just have a group of guys, because basically that's the only way you're getting in. If you're like four plus, <laughs> if you're like four guys, like they're not going to yeah. put you all in at once or you're not getting in any faster. But like I've seen them, people like the, the door people and the bouncers just say straight up. Yeah. Buy a bottle, buy a table and you can come in right now. Otherwise huh. I'll be leaving your asses out here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would, <sighs> yeah, I mean, I was I was actually underplaying how how much how little I like this whole the whole world of nightclubs. Like, because I you know I sit not not anymore, of course, but when I used to see people like waiting in a why would you wait in a line for yeah. for an hour to go into a club to spend money? Right. Uh, yeah. That's that's the part. I, I mean, I I've done it. I have done time. it, but. Um, yeah. For, so four. Okay. So four or five guys. Yeah, hold, 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 hold on, player. <laughs> uh, I see. I see some, some some thugs over here. Okay. Oh, you some play. You some some party boys. Uh, you you know what this sort of reminds me of? Remember <laughs> when we? Yeah, I, I know, don't remember I, what it I know was. what you're talking that place about. We, we tried that to pianos. To no, not even pianos. No, oh. that was terrible. Remember that it was like subterranean, and they were like, "No, no, no, the two two of you can't come in." And then we was like trying to sneak in, like one at a time. What? Or like, or like finagle our way in? I think you would try to no. talk your way in. Oh man, was um, where was this? What neighborhood? It's your neighborhood. Um, okay. Do you remember? The, so there's that. Su- well, the only subterranean place I remember is well, there's Chloe eighty one. Which is sort of swanky. That's I could picture not getting in. Like that's the sort of you got to know somebody to get in type place. It might have been that, but sub, it was kind, it was kind of new. It was newish at the time. It was like if you're facing south, it's on the right hand side of the street. There was like that tattoo parlor there. Yeah, like a, that's a, yeah, that's Chloe. That was Chloe eighty one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think like. Cause yeah, I remember it, I, like being newish, and we were curious, and you were just like trying to talk your way in. It wasn't yeah. happening. 
Right. I do. Okay. I recall this now. Yeah. I, I had been wanting to get in there just because I had heard like, it's sort of, it's a place that you could, you could walk by it and, and not even notice it type of place too. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I, I eventually was able to get in my, my, uh, Canadian friend, uh, was there for some kind of birthday party or something. So he invited me over. I mean, it's okay. Uh, it reminded me of oh, what's that place? That other place I don't like that shut down, the f- French restaurant over on Rivington. Uh, whatever. Um, anyway, okay, yeah, it, this one's a hard one to justify f- for me. I mean, sk- essentially, seems like we're coming down to amenities on this. Yeah, here. this this one is just straight amenities, and if you just kind of want to show off, you know. Like maybe if you've got a friend from out of town, but a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. I think of how much I could do with what I could do with a thousand dollars. Oh my god, I could do a, I could produce a whole movie for that. Right, instead of like one night in the club. Yeah. <sighs> god, that I'm probably not even going to remember that well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like. I could see how someone could justify it. Like that one is just like. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, uh, This one involves a helicopter. Uh, Taking a helicopter in the city. And I have it here. uh, Taking a helicopter from... And there is actually a pad, a sort of commuter... I don't know, computer is not the right word. But you can get a helicopter from this place on East um, 33rd Street. Um, just east of the hospital there, um, the NYU hospital, um, and uh, take it, you know, uh, presumably wherever you want in the city. But in this one, it's taking a helicopter from East 33rd Street to the Hamptons, so all, all the way to the end of Long Island. Uh, and I, I know this because I had uh, my first job in the city. I had this boss who's, you know, sort of, you know, big, big shot type dude who would sometimes take a helicopter. Um, and that's the only reason I know about it. Now he, he did this. I can't, I don't really want to get too deep into this, but my rationalization, the only thing I could possibly think of to rationalize taking a fucking helicopter to the Hamptons would be if there is some sort of medical emergency. Okay. If you're a doctor, maybe you're a specialist in certain sort of thing, or say that you have a client who lives in the Hamptons or and is there and you're sort of his go-to doctor. He wants you there. Okay. Well, you know, rich people get sick too. They deserve to be treated when they're sick. Not going to, you know, whatever that that's fine. So, um, but this is, I, and I was, I was thinking about this one for a good, a good solid amount of time. We'll say five minutes, 10 minutes. And that, that that was the only justification I could come up with because you, there's other ways of getting out there. You can get out to the Hamptons in, I don't know, three hours or so by train or bus or whatever. Hamptons Jitney. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? You um, I mean, my, my justification? Yeah. I think it's... I mean, I guess if... So, if you have the amount of money, the level of wealth, right? Then for one, I, I guess you're like trying to show off to your other wealthy neighbors. <laughs> right. Mm. 
Keeping um, up with the Joneses. Yeah. Um, there's that. And then I guess it's just like a matter of if you, I don't know, some people, I guess they really valuable value their time. They're like, no, I don't have time to drive three hours. I need to be there and fly. Like I'm, I'm losing a million dollars every minute I'm sitting in traffic or something. Like something stupid like that. I can't really come up with a good justification for it, other than like it's kind of cool, <laughs> kind of cool to take a helicopter out there. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess I should have looked up how much this costs, but I assume it's a few thousand dollars. Um, to go certainly to the Hamptons. I initially was thinking. If you took a helicopter from 33rd Street to, say, I don't know, the Upper West Side. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, no, I don't, there's no way I could justify that one. You no? Know, but what if you had to? What would you think? I it's really like, think the Say other it's one. like 40 or 50 blocks. <laughs> I think it would have to be medical emergency. It's the only way. Yeah. Like To, to really justify that? Or it, like I, some kind of like real emergency, like somebody was. How do I come up with something good? But yeah, outside of a medical emergency, no. Because I think because I think even like you know taking a helicopter from East Thirty Third Street to the Upper West Side, it's probably quicker to take a cab in in any case because even if the pilot, even if it's just literally walk up to the helicopter, get in go because the pilot's already there i i I feel like the time like all the all the safety checks and stuff also there has to be a a landing pad obviously somewhere in the upper west side so you know i i don't even know maybe there's some fancy building that has one but there's probably only like one or two so it's probably not going to be exactly where you want to go so you land there and you might have to take a cab anyway to get where the exact place you're going um yeah, so it's just, uh, yeah, this is the only one I, medical emergency is, is the only thing I come up with. Yeah. I mean, you could argue maybe doing it for like, I don't know, a kid's bar mitzvah or birthday party or your know, prom, but I don't, but I don't even see that as a good justification. That's the, that's, that's the hard part with this segment is <laughs> I personally would, would never pay, like I said, like it would be a struggle for me to pay $75 for a concert for a band that I like. So this helicopter yeah, business. That would be, yeah, this helicopter, you're right with all that, like prepping and landing and all that extra time. Definitely for the upper West side one, it doesn't even pay off. Um, yeah. It would Hamptons. Have to be yeah. Cause the traffic getting out there, or being on, uh, I guess, Long Island Railroad. Um, you know, that's 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 an annoyance. But yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, let's move on uh, to the next one because this one's just starting to annoy me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually gonna. Uh, no, let's uh, let's do let's do this next one quick because I do want to get to the last one. Um, uh, but this, this next one is okay. Buying a buying a restaurant in Midtown. 
Um, the Mid Midtown, you know, is known for having very, pretty expensive, like fancy restaurants, like uh, you know, the, per se. Um, I'm thinking Aquavit. I'm thinking, um, you know, places like that where you know you, you're not—they're not letting you out of there unless unless you come out come out your pocket like two two three hundred dollars. Um, so, but so now buying the actual restaurant itself. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Why don't you go first, dude? How could you justify it? Yeah, I think you're talking. You're talking probably a million, couple million. I I think if you have already um, proven to be successful at owning and running restaurants, then you could justify. I, no way, as like a first time restaurant tour i think would you but what if you're not even uh, th- but this would be like you're not even involved in running the restaurant this is just or i guess you're financial sorry, I, I don't actually you could t- take it in whatever direction you want uh, i take that back so in that way yeah but if if i was just like if i was if you were to say like i'm just investing money into it um uh, you could do that i guess it would depend on the returns but yeah so let's say i'm opening it myself then yeah i would have to be like fully confident but i don't know restaurants are so unpredictable i mean let's say you opened one in february and of this year it'd be troublesome um but yeah i I think that in order to do it and feel good about it and to really justify i would have had to had a a history of, of of success with with in other restaurants okay yeah. hmm in midtown or at least like does the midtown part no like i concern? think i think or just it's mid- a prolonged prolonged history i know why is the midtown really bothering you so much oh um Mostly because those are, I mean, those are the most expensive restaurants from a consumer standpoint, but also I assume uh, from an ownership standpoint as well. And also they attract a very particular clientele, usually people who work around Midtown, which Midtown is where a lot of the sort of bigger companies, a lot of finance companies very successful companies have their offices there. So presumably yeah, that's, you're that's going to attract point. that sort of clientele. So it's also dealing with the clientele there as opposed to, you know, a restaurant on the Lower East Side, say, which is more, you could, you know, have a little hole in the wall selling, I don't know, Belgian frites or something where it might not be, you know, that, that stressful from either consumer standpoint or ownership. It's the particular mm, ambiance that you get with Minto. Um. Yeah, true. And Midtown's like a little, a little strange in in terms of, I think the like the um, not the crowd, but I guess the the flow of the flow of business. I feel like right. at night you don't really get so much. Yeah, the only nightlife per se in Midtown revolves around these restaurants. Really, like yeah. there's not really clubs or bars. There might be a couple like one or two scattered bars in the area. So, I mean, my, so my thinking on this was just, um, 
if uh, if there's a restaurant that's been in the family for decades and decades, and you wanted to, and they were maybe going out, risky going out of business, you wanted to keep it, allow them to keep it in some way, and you were sort of being sort of sort of generous benefactor, so that it doesn't like go corporate per se, or or the space doesn't just they just go out of business, and the space becomes like I don't know Forever Twenty One or something. Hmm. Um, uh. Uh, rest in peace, Virgin Megastore. Um, Dang. But uh, yeah, that that was the justification I came up with. Like, if it, if it's a family place, uh, and I don't know why I'm thinking about this because this place is very successful, but and it's not even a midtown. But uh, Rayos, have you ever been there? Or do you no, know about it? Never. I've seen they got the sauce in the stores now. Yeah, they. It's a old school Italian place I, that I believe is Upper East Side. Um. And they actually have an outpost in Vegas too, for some reason. Um, but uh, it's a well-known family restaurant. I believe it's still in the in the same family that started it. I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but um, that's what I was thinking. That that was that the only justification I could have is keeping in the family. Okay. Although I don't know what there's not really <laughs> the concept of a family rest- owned restaurant in Midtown. This is causing me some cognitive dissonance here as I think about it. Um, so I don't know if that would work, but yeah, that that's that's the only justification I could come up with. Oh, oh, sorry, I did come up with another one, and this would be if you are the owner, if you're a big company in the area that has an office in the area. It would be convenient to have a restaurant as to function as sort of a cafeteria for your staff, where they could just okay. go and eat for free, or uh, and uh, during the day, but also could function as a meeting place to meet clients with for for dinner or say drinks after hours. And you could have you could have your own restaurant. You could just send everyone over there. What do you think about that? That's kind of cool. But I mean, wouldn't, hmm. no, I mean, I, actually, I like a lot. Of, I guess a lot of people do that, like in their facility, like in house now. But I like the idea of having it like separate. I think, yeah, I think there's a, a certain allure to having, like, having it function as a separate restaurant. Like, I used to work at a company that had an office in Midtown, and they did have a cap, their own cafeteria. Um, in the building, they actually had their own restaurant in the building too, which not many people know about. This is really it's vaguely secret um, that they would sometimes have clients up to, but but it's all in the same building and it's all associated with the company itself. So I think having it be separate is kind of attractive because also, like you know, a cafeteria is going to be like you know, it's going to have a certain look to it. It's not that a restaurant doesn't have you know. Yeah, like like the ability to have your your employees be able to go to a restaurant for lunch. I mean, that's seems like kind of that's a part, part. I don't know. Maybe it's Google quite a nice amenity. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, see, again, we're coming back to the amenities thing. Mm. I think we're learning something about how uh, about wealth here in general. Maybe like that's sort it's all just like catering, like having little sort of nice perks is. Because once you have your all your bases covered, which presumably, if you're spending, 
millions of dollars, et cetera, here and there, thousands of dollars in bottle service, you probably have your your main stuff, like housing, food, that's all taken care of. Yeah, you don't need that. You know, shoes. At that point in life, it's just like, belts. Yeah, how do I... How do I make myself feel special? How do I? Yeah, little, exactly. Things in yeah. How do I make myself feel special? Oh, it's an excellent summary of the human condition and fucking capitalist. Anyway, uh, let's get on to this last one. Well, this is this is going to be a fun one, and I did some research on this. So this is so there's an artist, modern artist uh, named Damien Hurst who uh, is this British um, sort of conceptual artist, is, does some sculptures, he does some paintings. Um, one of his famous uh, works is, uh, I, I believe it's called, I'm going to see if I can get this right. I'm not going to look it up right now, but its I believe the title is, it's something like The, the Impossibility of the to to be able to fuck <laughs> maybe i should just stop wait wait no it's no the, keep it, going it's keep the going. it's the impossible the the inability to have a conception of your own death which one that's the shark one that's the shark one yeah so it, he has a full-size shark encased in a glass aquarium shark's dead obviously but the aquarium is full of formaldehyde to preserve it and it's just big ass shark and apparently they've actually had to replace the shark a couple times because the formaldehyde isn't a perfect um, pr- preservative. So it, there, it was showing some signs of wear and tear. Anyway, you can look them up. That's one of his most well-known pieces, but another one of his more well-known pieces uh, is titled, uh, I did write this down. It's called for the love of God. And it is a skull um, that is made of pl- it's uh, platinum. They, they took a mold of apparently a real skull, um, and they molded it. They copied it in a mold in platinum, and then they decorated the skull in um, hundred. I believe hundreds of diamonds. I'm gonna look this up. Uh, fuck. Uh, give me one sec. Uh, can you describe this while I'm looking this up? Describe the skull. 8,000 diamonds. Oh, okay. You got it. 8,601 flawless diamonds. Yeah. Including a pear-shaped pink diamond located in the forehead. Skull star diamond. Yes. The, the diamond in the skull has its own name. <laughs> it's called the skull star diamond. But the, right. this part so anyway. is weird. The teeth, though. The teeth are... are the teeth of the original skull? That's a little disturbing. Uh, yeah, it says the teeth are original. I, I, I guess that means from the skull that it's, it's molded off. Anyway, this one, the, the idea with this, I believe, was to come up with something. Like, this guy is sort of a pr- provocateur. And it was so to come up with something so audacious Um that it would be sort of a commentary on, I guess, you know, financing in the art world. Uh, I believe the cost, it cost 14 million pounds to produce. And he believed he wanted to sell it. Uh, the asking price at auction was 50 million pounds. 
Um, and yeah, like it's, I mean, as I said, this guy is sort of, he's, he's, uh, he's not like a Jeff Koons where it's like he, Jeff Koons in my view is sort of like an assembly line of modern art. I believe he's a former ad guy who was just like, let me see if I can get in this, create some cool shit and make tons of money off of it. And he did. And, you know, there's questions, maybe debate to be had about the legitimacy of, of that as a work of quote unquote art, you know, we're, we're sort of bumping up against my overall unified field theory of, of art criticism. I'm not going to get into that. I know I've been threatening <laughs> talking about that. And you have we been have threatening that for a while. <laughs> when we have nothing else to talk about, I'll finally get into it as a segment because I could talk about it for an hour. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, look, people have these critiques and yet the art world goes on and works of art sell for millions. Uh, you know, Basquiat has many paintings that are that are selling for for tens of millions all the time. Of course, you know the sort of modern movement, impressionist works from the impressionist movement from the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. It's a lot of in mid nineteen hundreds. That's probably where the art market is more active. Um, but in in any case, I believe that Hearst did this as partially as a commentary on just financing what works of art are valued at anyway. And apparently in reading into this further, he wasn't able to sell it for 50 million pounds. No one bought it at that price. And uh, when it went to auction and eventually there was some sort of consortium that had to buy it. The purchase price has never been released officially. And apparently Damien Hurst himself had to be part of that consortium. (laughs) To, to buy it because so, it just wasn't selling basically like which is actually pretty funny um that it did didn't really work that well and i see this was made in 2007 so this would have been right before that market crash um the sort of global recession that that occurred so it's not maybe not terribly surprising that it didn't go for 50 million um but i don't know like what what are your thoughts on on this and, and justifying it uh in general, did you have did you have to justify that purchase? Purchase price. We'll, we'll say it's at the fifty million pound asking price. That's so. That's how much you spent on it. Oh, are you just are you justifying that to your people? Um, I guess if I just, if I'm like some kind of billionaire, like. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I I find it difficult to put myself in the shoes of someone that would want to make this type of purchase. Um, hmm. Why? I, I just, like, I honestly cannot wrap my head around it. Like, why would I want this thing? Like, I can't. I mean, 50 million pounds isn't even the highest that a work of art has gone for. Like, there are, ah, I should have looked this up before, but. You know, there are, you know, Renaissance era um, works that, that sell for, in, you know, in the hundred million range. I mean, this is all trading hands between one wealthy person to a gallery, to a museum, to another wealthy person, to another wealthy person, maybe back to a museum, you know. 
like okay, some of those things, I think I would have an easier time justifying the purchase of like a painting or maybe a sculpture that I was like really into. But I this I think it's this particular item that just seems you like don't like it. No, aesthetically, I just feel like it's bullshit. Like, hmm. Can you elaborate? Like just this diamond, this diamond encrusted skull. Like why? Why do I need this? Why is it considered not necessarily? Why is it considered art? Because yeah, I guess it's some art involved. But why is it considered anything? Like, like I don't know. I don't see the point of it. It doesn't. Do, I mean, it doesn't do anything for me. Like you're just paying for a bunch of diamonds and platinum. Right. Yeah. It's like you know, would I buy a bag of diamonds? Would I buy a bag of 8,000 diamonds? Well, probably not. But, okay, so they're arranged on this skull. Look, I think, for me, aesthetically, I do kind of like it. Like, I, I think it's cool. Um, I, 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 I think if it is meant as a critique of financing and art, I do kind of like that as well. And I, and I believe it is. Um, I like that, it, that that is sort of subversive and that sort does sort of add a certain edge to it um, that I, that I enjoy. I don't, I don't mind looking at it. I think it's kind of cool to look at now. You know, it's not like my favorite work of art. If I had to pick one, which, you know, is I think sort of a silly endeavor, but if I have to, I would pick Michelangelo's David, the sculpture. I, th- I think it's like, just such an incredible work of art that is, is, you know, it's, it's amazing. I'd love to see it in person. Um, but it's like, okay, how, what would you, what price would you put on that? You know, like it's, it's in a museum in Florence and it was commissioned by, um, uh, the cathedral of Florence, but way back in the 1500s. Uh, so there's, and you know, commissioning it means, you know, you're basically paying Michelangelo to work on it for a couple of years. Uh, his living expenses and, you know, maybe some, something on top of that. But, you know, if you had to put a price on it, what, what would you, what would it be? It would be like a billion dollars. If you, if you wanted to buy the David might be like $5 billion. Yeah. You know, like what price could you possibly put on that? Um, so that's why I, so I was thinking about this, you know, 500 years from now, are, are people going to be thinking about, you know, for the love of God? The, the diamond skull? Uh, maybe. You think so? I wouldn't rule it out. Damien Hirst is, you know, he's pretty well. He's a pretty successful artist. I, I mean, between that and the shark, I don't think that shark's going to be around in 500 years. Um, unless they just keep replacing it. <laughs> um, at which point, it's like, okay, are you creating... <laughs> are you making sharks an endangered species now just for this fucking box of formaldehyde uh i don't know but in any case okay so if i had to justify it i wrote this down what did i come up with um okay so i wrote down okay buying it at a certain price sets the market for better works of art to be sold for higher prices maybe um which i think there is there's some value there, right? So right, if they're okay. quote, quote unquote True. more valuable, and I do these quotes are are heavy quotes for me because this does get into my other my other thing. But 
if there are quote unquote better works of art, um, buying this for 50 million pounds does sort of set the market because a lot of it is comparison shopping. I mean, look, it's all made up. Um, so, you know, it could say, it could help out, I don't know, uh, a better artist for better work of art to sell for more. Now, is there some value in that? I don't know if the artist is living, they can, you know, live better, I guess. I'm, I'm for artists being paid, but a lot of these works of art are that are, that are going for millions are by artists who have passed away. Uh, and then just have an estate that's controlled by lawyers and maybe some family members, maybe. Um, but that, yeah, that's all I could come up with to justify this kind of purchase. I mean, just having that one, that was good. It's good. Just, just, just having it like, can you imagine coming to my place like now? And I just have that like on my coffee table. (laughs) <laughs> hell no and that I was would like, oh, make no sense that oh <laughs> by the way you're like wait is that what I think it is <laughs> oh yeah I was in this auction um, the other day and I it finally came in the mail <laughs> uh, yeah it's for the love of God you know it's like 50 million or whatever yeah <laughs> so we're going to we're going to pianos let me get ready. <laughs> yeah, let's head out. We're buying this. We're buying this bottle tonight, right? <laughs> Man, I would. That's the thing. If I had that skull, I would bring it out everywhere. Every place I went to, the Lower East Side, I would have that just as my like holding it like a bowling ball under my arm. I'd be talking. I might put sunglasses on it. Oh, <laughs> like talking to it. <laughs> You're like, what you think, lovey? What you got on this? Lovey. Yo, Lovey. Is that guy looking at me? Oh, is, he, is he giving me side eye? Can we go over there? Gosh. No, nah, it's all good. Okay, it's all good. It's a nice day. Let's, let's chill out. <laughs> Lovey. Nah, nah. We're going to let it go. We're going to let this go. We're going to let this one go. Nah, I'm like kiss, kissing it. <laughs> kissing it on the cheek. Like doing the, <laughs> the European kiss. <laughs> On both oh sides my. of the cheek. <laughs> oh man! That oh, so good to see you again, lovey. <laughs> oh man, you calling it lovey? It's killing me. <laughs> good to see you, lovey. Yeah, I definitely, oh, I definitely would put sunglasses on it at some point, and probably take a photo, put it up on Instagram. I don't know. They must sell. Oh fuck! You know they must sell replicas of that somewhere that are like that you can get for like a hundred dollars or so. I'm gonna look into that. I might get if I can get a replica for. Okay, see this now. Now, now this is gonna be a case in point, real world shit. If I could get a replica of that for a hundred dollars, I would, I would buy it. Now, how do I justify that to myself? Well. I want to do this lovey thing at the bars in the hood, right? you know, and that the, the enjoyment that I would get from, from the jokes that I'd be able to crack um, by having a replica of that and like maybe telling people that it's the real deal and trying to convince them like that would be a lot of fun for me. So can you put a price on fun? Well, I just did. Um, $100. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
if I if I do it and I put a photo on Instagram, you better like it. I'm gonna need you to like it. Zombie boy, I know you're listening. I'm gonna need you to like Re- it a few times. Like it, repost it. Yeah. Do all Re- that. Need you to repost all of that. Okay. I can do that. All right. Uh, well, we can wrap up then. <laughs> Any closing thoughts on? Uh, I was just thinking about love. I have this dumb image of you walking around with that skull now, <laughs> talking to it, <laughs> calling <it> lovey. <laughs> yeah, like oh, at man. like at the uh, at the bodega getting a sandwich. Like what? So what do you want on your sandwich, lovey? <laughs> just roast beef. Just roast beef. You don't want anything on it. Well, no, it doesn't come with mustard. You got to ask for mustard. <laughs> And onions? Okay. Well, why didn't you tell me that earlier? Okay, so roast beef, onions, and mustard. That's it. Okay? Okay. So, Lovey, so he'll have... Um, <laughs> like, can you believe... He just... Say what? He just said nine ninety nine. You know we bought this for six ninety nine the other day. I know. I know. I'm going to tell him. I'll tell him. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 oh, gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> Lovey, yeah, me, man. Lovey's gonna be checking, checking people around Lower East Side. You better watch out. Oh, I swear to God, I'm soon as we we sign off, I'm looking this up. <laughs> if I find this for a hundred dollars or less, I'm ordering it today. <laughs> oh man, do it. Um, okay, done. Uh, all right. Well, any closing thoughts on uh, expenses, wealth, anything? <laughs> eat basketball green eat something green you know um yeah eat something green drink your water um watch a basketball game watch a baseball game if you can i i still haven't watched a full basketball or baseball game though i've watched say the last 20 minutes of a couple yeah i haven't either i might try to watch a basketball game at some point you gonna watch it all the way through? I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I don't know. Like I all like right. watching the highlights, but the gym looks just looks so strange. Yeah, it does. And they have those fake, the fake fans that are uh, yeah. zooms, the zoom fans. Man, now I'm thinking about you and Lovey being on there as one of the fake oh, fans, the virtual man. fans. <laughs> oh man, me and Lovey. If I get lovey, yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out how to get on a. I don't know what would I do. I was I was about to say Knicks, and then I was about to say Cavs. Oh man, uh, non-applicable. I guess Brooklyn's in there, right? Yeah, they're in there well, right now. I think they just clinched a playoff spot. Oh, they did. Okay, all right. So yeah. if I can get in a yeah Brooklyn playoff game, me and Lovey with sunglasses, get that Ray Ban, that Ray Ban vision. All right, this was podcast. We out.